Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Thursday, January 27th edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremation, Robert Fields and Sons, a family owns full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuynik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Our in-studio engineer intern, Avery Newport, running things on the TV10 side. Uh, Big news coming out today. Not really big news. Expected news, but it's official now. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger announces his retirement from the NFL, and here's a portion of the video that he uh, put out on social media in the last uh, two hours. Quarterback, University of Miami. I don't know how to put into words what the game of football has meant to me and what a blessing it has been. While I know with confidence I have given my all to the game, I am overwhelmed with gratitude for all it has given me. A boy from Finley, Ohio with NFL dreams, developed in Oxford at Miami University, blessed with the honor of 18 seasons as a Pittsburgh Steeler and a place to call home. The journey has been exhilarating, defined by relationships and fueled by a spirit of competition. Yet the time has come to clean up my locker, hang up my cleats, and continue to be all I can be to my wife and children. I retire from football, a truly grateful man. There you go. Retires from football, a truly grateful man. Uh, welcome you guys into the show here. Nick and Colin, what are your official thoughts on this as he puts out a two-minute, two 15-second video on his retirement, uh, leaving the legacy left in the NFL now that we know officially he's not coming back? Well, a great career for Big Ben. Um, obviously, two Super Bowls will be a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. That was weird. I don't think that was me, but somebody was hitting the mic. Not me. All right, keep going. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, a two-time Super Bowl champ, like I said. Um, you know, one of the best quarterbacks over the past 20 years um, and, and has been kind of a, a legend. So, uh, you know, see him go, it, it's definitely going to make things different in the NFL as a Ravens fan. In some ways, you know, it's nice to see him go because the Steelers won't be as good uh, without Ben. But also, you know, he was a big part of that rivalry, really the last part of what I considered to be the prime of the rivalry, which was like Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Heinz Ward, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Hein uh, you know, Santino Holmes and those guys, Troy Palmolo, and, and Ben's kind of like the last part of that. So as a Ravens fan, it's kind of sad because I feel like the rivalry hasn't been the same recently, and now with Ben leaving, it, it takes out that, that kind of hatred toward the Steelers, but also, you know, him, him leaving makes them worse. So it, it's good in that point. But an amazing career and a guy that I always respected a lot, even as a, a fan of the biggest rival. Now, at the end of the uh, portion of the video you played, it said that he's retiring from uh, football, and I feel like he probably should have said, I, I don't know, but I feel like he's going to go into coaching or maybe even broadcasting, so should just be football player. I'd honestly be surprised if a coaching job or a broadcasting job did not go to Big Ben. I, I think he's done because wow. I, I – I heard that rumor as well, and I even thought about maybe he would go to Tampa 
because of his connection with Bruce Arians. But then I was like, well, I know a lot of the rumors have been shut down about that because he wants to spend time with his family and his kids. I mean, yeah, after, so that's after the a big couple key. years, though, I feel well, like eventually. he's going to get Eventually, yeah, yes, but not like you just – the way you said it was kind, kind of, of like immediate. Sean Payton right now. I mean, somebody should offer it immediately. I don't, I don't know. Let the man be with Especially his family with, for a little bit. You heard we talked about this. Colin, with, like, do you Sean not want Payton. the man to hang out with no, his family? No, I'm just saying, like, we're talking about <laughs> Sean Payton possibly going into broadcasting because of the new Amazon thing with the rumor around Aikman. Why not put Big Ben in that conversation? I mean, who would not love to have broadcasting-wise a football quarterback, literally the golden color commentator-wise, that has been in there for 18 years and won two Super Bowls and is just getting out of the game. That is the new trend for color commentary. And I would be surprised if somebody doesn't offer it to him. It doesn't mean he's going to say yes, but I feel like people would be stupid not to. Yes, but I also feel like in this video he clearly stated he wants to have time with his family. So nobody's going to offer him right away. I mean, he can still do that doesn't have to go to practice every single day i didn't say he had to go to practice but he still doesn't want to be gone from his family on sundays probably plus there's as you know colin a lot of prep work that goes into broadcasting but you can do that at home you can but you also have to travel to the team's facilities to do interviews there's a lot more work than just showing up on sunday and no i, I know that's so what y'all do i mean i don't know if he would just want to do that right away plus i don't really know if ben would be great on tv i mean he, he's got a good personality but i don't know if he, he'd be entertaining necessarily as a as a color analyst i mean he's definitely a smart guy knows the game but i just i don't know if that's really his personality i, I feel like he might want to stay out of the shadow or stay out of this spotlight for a little bit uh, and just kind of go out on his own way. We'll see. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised if a coaching or broadcasting opportunity doesn't fall in his lap soon. Speaking of coaching and broadcast, well, coaching opportunities, uh, two teams have made hires here uh, as the Broncos have hired former Pack now former Packers OC um, Nathaniel Hackett to be their next head coach. Hackett, who worked with quarterbacks at all phases of the development on the development curve was scheduled to interview with the Jaguars on Thursday, but Broncos stepped in Wednesday night to get the deal done to prevent him from going to Jacksonville. Uh, sources told Adam Schefter. Uh, so obviously green Bay, obviously kind of, uh, you know, questioning what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Well, we could see Aaron Rodgers in a Broncos uniform next year. Just a little speculation here to stir things, stir the pot here on the first day that Nathaniel Hackett gets hired to be the Broncos' next head coach. In some ways, that would make sense, I think, that he would go to Denver because they do have a, a solid team, just need a quarterback. And, and Devontae Adams, with their cap room, they could bring him in as well to reunite them in Denver. That would make some sense. But also, I think if he goes to Denver, you're going to have Kansas City still probably a better team overall. And you would have the Chargers on the rise as well. So, I mean, the Raiders aren't a bad team either. So that's a very tough division. 
And Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay has pretty much ran the NFC North, and there's been not a whole lot of competition. Minnesota's been okay. Chicago had a few decent teams, but nobody that can compete with them, and the Lions are the Lions. We know they're terrible. So it's like he's winning the AFC North guaranteed in Green Bay, even if they lose Adams. They're still winning the North, I think, with Rodgers at quarterback. If he goes to the AFC West, it's going to be a much tougher battle to get to the playoffs. One, the AFC is very tough just in general. The West is extremely tough with Rodgers in Denver that would make it even tougher so I don't know if that would be the best spot for him to get a Super Bowl I think if something opens up in Tampa that would make a lot of sense if Brady were to leave um but I I know the connections are there and the cap room would be there for Adams but I just don't know if he wants a, a Super Bowl opportunity that's a tough division to even come out of so you're probably gonna end up with a wild card and that just makes your road that much tougher wasn't this the same rumor last year that we had for him? Or am I thinking of a different quarterback? I, f- I feel like Denver's always in the in, in the rumor mill for a quarterback because they've been I, so I feel bad like at when Rodgers was them. complaining last year, it was Denver and Oakland, and I was sitting there thinking to myself the no, same thing that you mentioned. Why would those. you go to that division when you have Mahomes to go through? I don't, you can't I don't win think the division. And now Herbert as well. Exactly. And the Raiders aren't a bad team. Like I said, Derek Carr has been able to lead them to the playoffs this past year. So I don't know if that would be the best spot for him. I agree. but And if it was, I think he would have went last year because I'm fairly confident these were the same rumors that were circulating last year with Aaron Rodgers when we heard the displeasure before the start of this season. Denver's yeah. always been in the quarterback run, so that would because make sense. we saw them do it with Peyton Manning and Vine and Joe Flacco, and no. <laughs> that was their attempt. That they, was they, they thought that, that was going to be failed. something. So they're for one them. for two, good batting average. You yeah, know. if you go one for two, your whole career you're going to end up in Cooperstown. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, another unless coaching, you're and that, unless you're only one for two, <laughs> unless you career. apparently uh, took a lot of steroids, but not some steroids. But not All right, back steroids. on track here. Uh, it's still a topic. Yeah, well, later in transition. the show. We're still going to talk about coaching here. Okay. You're just trying to get way ahead in the show. We've still got 40-plus minutes left in the show. I, I just thought it was a great transition. that we Too had. early, sir. Too early. Sorry. I'm the host of the show. That's true. I'll give you the transition, and then you guys go off about the topic. Uh, Bears will hire Colts defensive coordinator Matt Aberflus. I I botched that name. Our intern Avery Newport, give me your best pronunciation of this guy's name. If I'm if I'm I, I I am not sure about this. Just to to preface this, but I'm pretty sure it's Eberflus. I think I think you that makes say sense. the yes e. Eberflus. Eberflus. I'm pretty sure. Can can't confirm that, but I think that's what it is. All right. There's insight from our intern. We'll hear from him later talking in the Shepherd Report. Uh, but Eberflus, Matt Eberflus, the new head coach for the Chicago Bears. Uh, Eberflus, 51, was also considered to be a candidate for that Jags head coaching job. Uh, so I'm a candidate for the Jags head coaching <laughs> job at this point. I mean, everybody's a candidate. I think that means the Jags are going to hire Byron Leftwich, former Marshall player. Yeah, maybe. They're out of options. What if they go with David Garrard? That's <laughs> 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 That's a good one, Nick. David Garrard. That's been a long time since. A lot of people would say he he was the better quarterback there, but um, in terms of Eberflus, flaws, whatever it is, not Eberflus, Eberflus, 
Yeah, Coach Matt. <laughs> that's a weird one, I think. I didn't really hear his name a whole lot, so that's why I probably Same. don't know how to say I, it. I don't remember him in um, this coaching conversation. Yeah, I thought Brian Flores made sense in Chicago in a lot of ways uh, if they were going to go more defensive-minded. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. Or if you're going to get a coach, you know, somebody that could maybe help build Justin Fields a little bit more, so maybe you go with a young offensive coach. Um, but this is an interesting decision. Uh, you know, the Bears seem to be a team that could be decent, I think, with Fields at quarterback. Uh, so it's a good fit. And they've always had more of a defensive mindset, so that's probably why they want to go with the defensive coordinator. Nagy really didn't work out there. That was their attempt at an offensive guy. And I know Chicago's heading into a big offseason. Allen Robinson's a free agent, so they're going to have to try to keep him most likely. But also he had a terrible season this year. But maybe that's some of the quarterback play. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting hire. It's not a name that I saw on, on a lot of teams' radar, but apparently he was on a few. Yeah, you'd think since they have Justin Fields as the young quarterback that you'd possibly hire somebody to uh, help build around fields because that's your entire franchise you want to be able to start a franchise and build around a quarterback that i feel like is every team's goal yeah so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out for chicago it definitely will and uh before we hit the break here let's hear uh the westwood one's nfl memorable playoff moments here so we uh, got a little tease earlier should be a good one Westwood One presents memorable moments in NFL postseason history. Amidst the sobering backdrop of the Gulf War, Super Bowl XXV was a stark contrast in styles. The high-scoring, no-huddle Buffalo Bills versus the defensive-minded New York Giants. The Giants were nursing a late lead, thanks to controlling the ball for over 40 minutes. But with eight seconds left, the Bills still had hope as Scott Norwood teed up a potential game-winning field goal from 47 yards out. There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is no good. Norwood missed. The Giants have won Super Bowl 25 by the score of 20 to 19. Scott Norwood missed and his moment in the sun. The kick sailed wide right, and the Giants became the only team to ever win the Super Bowl by a single point. I'm Scott Graham, Westwood One Sports. That was a, a good memorable moment. There'll be a, I think next week, there'll be one that a lot of Washington fans uh, would like to hear, I believe, coming out Monday. So on the end of the month, uh, something maybe we celebrated yesterday a little bit. But that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back, we'll get into some college hoops action, recapping some from last night. That's next on today's edition of the Sports Mix. We're back in two minutes. The way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? 
Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Wienick, Verzlini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Avery Newport, our intern, running things on the TV 10 side. Unfortunately, his camera's a little messed up. So uh, when we get his segment here, I don't know that we'll be able to get him uh, to on camera, unfortunately. What's wrong with it? It's frozen. Hit reset. Here, hand me the mouse, sir. Or just tell him. I think it's just somewhere. easier because we're on the air. Okay. Uh, but... Or we could do one of these, you know. Boom. (laughs) But now he has your name. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia Mountaineers last night, Colin. It doesn't have to be perfect, Colin. Were you watching that game? Yeah. What happened? They suck. Why are they so bad? They can't make a basket. I I mean, they still stayed in it somehow, so it didn't seem like it was defensive issues. They just couldn't make a basket, and it was... Very frustrating to watch. I don't know what's going on with this team. If they're giving up, if there's locker room issues, nobody really knows. You can see they're frustrated with how they're playing, but you've heard from Huggins that they don't put in the extra practice to get better. They're only there when they're scheduled to be there. And I don't know. It seems like this team's just not a team built for March. You know, maybe they're just a not a very good basketball team. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you have down years. And I also said that, like, Oklahoma's got some good wins. I wouldn't look at them as bad, even though they had more losses uh, on the year. So I wasn't too surprised that Oklahoma came in and got this win. I, I figured it'd be a pretty close game. Um, you know, that that's an interesting, I guess, paraphrase of what Bob might have said about the team in terms of them not – coming in and doing the extra work uh to extent i i don't know that that's very 
weird that a, a coach would just come out and say that. And then number two, you know, is that partially on him to an extent? Because do they not want to work because they don't want to get better? Or do they not want to work because they don't want to work for Play him? Play for him. Yeah, Play for I, him? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know what's going on. And that's an issue uh, that that definitely isn't very common in college basketball, I don't think, because most guys, if you're at the D1 level, even if your team is bad, you're still putting in that extra work because you know you have a chance at, at the NBA. I mean, while it's very small chance, I mean, only 60 guys get drafted, and as an undrafted player, your chances of the NBA are, are very small, but they do happen occasionally. Um, but still, I mean, you want to play overseas at, at the very least. So... You know, there's there are those opportunities. So those guys not putting in that extra work is definitely something that I think is an issue and needs to be addressed in some way. Um, people, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but it wouldn't be new this week. Um, Bob Huggins starting to look like Dan D'Antoni out there. I don't know about that, but the Mountaineers starting to act like the the thundering herd at the moment. How so? I think D'Antoni's Ple- issue is he doesn't know how to recruit. Because he's, he doesn't recruit guys that fit the system. For example, Goran Milodinovic is a big seven-footer. You know, big body. Uh, has yeah. some potential, but he wouldn't really work out in Marshall's up-tempo, fast-break, pull-up-for-three. Like, he doesn't have that skill set, so why would you bring him into Marshall? That doesn't make sense to me. But that's just one example of the many players that Dan has recruited that I don't think fit the scheme. And he kind of got lucky with Davion Kinsey because he had originally wanted Cam Brooks Harris, and then they saw Kinsey and they said, okay. <laughs> and then we saw too. how Cam's Brooks Har- Cam Brooks Harris worked out. Well, he had some off-the-court issues. Probably had some talent, but just didn't work out, unfortunately, for that young man. But Yeah, I mean, just kind of seeming two different things on two opposite sides of the states are starting to look pretty similar here as we wind down January. Now, I don't, I don't think it's on Huggins, though. I mean, the guy has quite the resume. So He didn't get his 500. What was he? Was his last night his 500th game? As the WVU coach, yeah. Yeah. So he did get that. Yeah. Unless he just didn't show up. But let's hear go. Tony Caridi's version of the story here on today's Mountaineer Report. The Mountaineer basketball team's losing streak has grown to four games. Oklahoma defeating the Mountaineers in the Coliseum last night by a score of 72-62. to The Sooners, who had come into Morgantown on a four-game losing streak, played well in the opening half and outscored West Virginia 30-22 to at halftime. In the second half, it was back-and-forth basketball, but for the most part, Oklahoma was really never truly threatened. The Sooners out scored the Mountaineers by two points in the second half to win the game by 10. 72-62 was the final score. The problems for West Virginia continue on both ends of the court. WVU did not shoot the ball well at all. Just 37% in each of the two halves, 38% overall officially for the game, and that was overall shooting. From three-point range, West Virginia struggled all night long, making just four of 16 from three 
33, 25%. One of the keys for Oklahoma was their efficiency at the free throw line. They took 22, they made 21, almost perfect at the line. Tanner Groves, the transfer from Eastern Washington, did basically what he wanted, finishing with a game-high 21 points on 9 of 11 shooting from the field. For WVU, three Mountaineers in double figures, being led by Gabe Osaboyan, who had 17 points, 12 points for Jalen Bridges, 11 points for Taz Sherman, but Taz struggling with his shooting, finishing just 4 of 12 from the floor. Next up for the Mountaineers, the Razorbacks of Arkansas on Saturday afternoon. That is today's Mountaineer Report, brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Thanks, Tony, for that Mountaineer report. Uh, take a break here from some Big 12 action. Go to the, uh, what is it, the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Is that what they're calling it? I believe so, yeah. That's yeah. what I called it, at least. Yeah, that's what it's always been. Kansas plays Kentucky. That'll be a good one. That will be a good that one, I think. Uh, but obviously, things needing to go the other way for uh, get better for the Mountaineers as they head into February and try to get back into the tournament again this season. Uh, but now let's transition to uh, some local college teams. Uh, now we'll uh, talk a little Shepherd, and we'll get the Shepherd report here from our intern Avery Newport, who was on the call for both Shepherd women's and men's games last night on the. PSAC Digital Network. Now, what do they prefer you call it? The PSAC? I think that I call it the PSAC anyway. I don't think the PSAC is very flattering. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I've, I've always called it the PSAC. I but, never um, even thought of it that way. I haven't either. <laughs> Are you, Until you I heard you it? last night wow. on the call, and he said on the PSAC Digital Network. And I was yeah. like, have I been saying it wrong this couple of months? I don't think there's a correct way to say it. That's just the way I've always done it. I've never uh, been told that I have to say it that way either, so I don't know. But yeah. regardless, um, right, so Shepherd Basketball played last night, both the men and women's team. Uh, the women's team won pretty convincingly. 80-70 to 70 was the final score over East Stroudsburg. Um, they got off to a great start shooting the ball. In the first quarter, they hit, I want to say, five three-pointers in the first quarter. They continued that momentum into the second. They led by as much as 20 in that game. They had an 18-point lead at halftime, 49-31. And then when the third quarter came around, the script just completely flipped. Um, ESU just found their shooting stroke all of a sudden. Again, this is one of the worst teams in the conference this year, the Warriors, and they shot the the lights out of the gym pretty much. Shepard couldn't get anything going on offense. Shepard only scored 11 points in the third quarter, and their 20-point lead at halftime was down to five by the end of the third quarter. So Also, at the end of the third quarter, they only had six shots, but they yeah. went to the free throw line five times. for They went seven for ten. Yep. Uh, but you can't shoot the ball six times in a quarter. Yeah, no, they had a ton of turnovers, too. I mean, just basic fundamental things that they're normally so good at. Um, well, we do see them convert a lot of yeah. dumb turnovers, it seems like, this season. That's probably Whoa, the biggest weakness that this women's team has for Shepard. The weakness yeah. there, obviously, fourth quarter, 0 for 6 from 3. Yes, yeah, they did not shoot the ball very well in the second half. Certainly cooled down after their first half. But the third quarter was just marred by turnovers and bad mistakes and and things that they normally don't do all that often. But then the fourth quarter came around, 
and uh, ESU got into some foul trouble. The Rams were able to get to the line and make their free throws and kind of kept that 8 to 10 point distance from them for the rest of the game. So they pulled away late, won by 10 points. They now improved to 14 and 3 on the season, 8 and 3 in conference. They're now tied for second place in the Eastern Division. So that really improves their their chances moving forward. The men's uh, team. Well, before you get in that, Abby Beeman almost had a triple dub last yes. night. Yes, yeah. she had twenty one points, ten boards, and nine assists. Nine assists. She almost had a, assist, triple a triple double. Yep. Wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. She also had two blocks. You don't yeah. usually see her blocking more than maybe one a game. Yeah, Sydney Clayton had a bunch of blocks too. She had four, I believe. So she was uh, their only listener as. One. One. Yeah, I, I I saw the the box score last night. I don't think that's correct. But, yeah, Sidney Clayton was all over the place defensively. Hannah Myers had a couple of steals. So the defense was was pretty solid from what I saw. Um, but moving on to the men's game now, uh, the ESU men's team was coming in on a four-game winning streak last night. The Rams had a small winning streak of their own, too. So both of these teams were jostling for position in the in the division standings. Very important game for both teams. And really, until the fourth quarter, it was a completely back-and-forth affair. I mean, both teams were countering blow for blow. It was tied for most of the first half. It was tied at 28 at halftime. And then in the third quarter, or the second half, I should say, um, ESU really started to pull away. Shepard just couldn't get anything going on offense. Lots of turnovers. Two for 14 from beyond the arc. Yeah, lots of missed threes. They just could not make any shots. They went five for 28 in the ballgame. Yeah, really bad shooting last night. Just couldn't get it done. Kyle Daggett took a lot of threes, which, you know, he he's known to hit a couple here and there as a big guy, but just didn't have a stroke last night. Cam Stevens was, was off for most of the night, too, so... Couldn't they hit both threes. played 40 minutes as well. Yeah. So, so when you get two got big players are off, it doesn't help. But yet, Dackett still scored, what, 23 points, I mm-hmm. think I saw? So. Yeah. Yeah, he had 20 points for the third straight game, too. So, you know, he he's definitely been their biggest offensive weapon without Daniel McLean Corley, who's hurt currently. So he's really stepped up on, on the scoring end, but just couldn't hit jump shots. And in the second half, that really, really hurt him down the stretch. So... In a game that was close for most of the way, they ended up losing 77-61. So that game hurts them divisionally in the standings, but they have another chance to improve. They've got a doubleheader with Westchester coming up. Um, they have a home and away with Westchester pretty soon. So they have a chance to, to kind of get back on track here. Yeah, they got a uh, Saturday doubleheader versus Lockhaven. We'll have the call yeah, on right. TV10. We'll get you on the sidelines for that game, Yeah, uh, talking to the coaches here and there. And uh, giving us some stuff from the sideline. Can't yep. wait for that. Um, but you got anything, Nick? You're looking like you want to say something. Uh, I was just you know, saying that I was looking forward to the Lockhaven game. Uh, my high school teammate, Adam Freeze, is a member of Lockhaven. But unfortunately, uh, he's out for the year of a fractured ankle. So he won't be able to play in that game. And on the women's side, I know uh, a player on their team as well, Chandler Swanson, was a graduate of my high school. So. Wow, look at that. A little bit of lock even connections. connections there, but uh, looking forward to it. Should be some good basketball on Saturday. Definitely should be. We'll be there. Uh, let's just uh, get a little college action going on uh, throughout the country. Let me pull up some scores from last night. Talk a little bit about some college basketball action here. Just we got a little bit of time uh, to fill here. So um, look at some scores from last night. Or uh, some big news actually. Louisville. Did you see Louisville part of ways with their head coach. I did see that, yeah. Any thoughts? I have to talk to Jared West about it, I guess. Oh, yeah, I can text him. I do have his phone number. 
Uh, but last night uh, we saw some couple top twenty five ball games. Seventeen Providence against number twenty one Xavier. Providence gets a three point victory, a very close one there, sixty five sixty three. Uh, Colin, were you tuned into that at all? Yeah, I was because my uh, sister, since she goes to Xavier, was at the game. Watched that before I tuned into a. Uh, WVU and it was just a frustrating uh last second three pointer that Xavier allowed with like I think second and a half left wide open three pointer on a uh, two v one that is uh what gave Providence the win but Providence did have the lead for the majority of the game I think the only time Xavier led was with a minute left when they went up by one point so they'll be fine hopefully but it was a frustrating loss. Big upset last night uh, in the A-10 as number 25 Davidson falls to VCU 70-68. to uh, That's a big upset there because Davidson was coming in at number 25. Pretty hot coming in this season, 10-3 and overall, or 10-2 and coming into the game, 6-0 in the A-10. And uh, VCU looking to push for some positioning here as we head into February. I want to make just a crazy trip to the A-10 championship. Where's that at? Capital One. That's not a crazy trip. Why would that be a crazy trip? That's not that far. Because who follows the A-10 in this room? I mean, I kind of do. Name one player in the A-10. I mean... Don't look. I don't know a player in the A-10. See, don't fuss it. it. I followed George Mason a little bit, followed VCU a little bit, followed St. Bonaventure a little bit. You couldn't name one player. I don't so you know don't a lot of players. Them. Oh, name wait, a coach. wait, 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 wait. I think I... No, I can't the, name one player. They're not the A-10. So. <laughs> Where did, what did EKU move into? Eastern Kentucky? Yeah, they oh, moved to a different conference. Missouri Valley, maybe? No. Did they move to the A-10? Exposed. I think they did move to the A-10, because if if so, I can name a couple players. Oh, no, they're in the Ohio Valley. I think they are moving, though. Maybe. I thought they were moving. I knew it was a Valley Conference, one of the Valley Conferences, so... I, don't I know swear why they're we're leaving on a conference. Kentucky rant right now. This is Eastern. Eastern. Come There's on, there. a huge difference. All right, Colin. Still. Oh, they're the joining best. the Atlantic Sun. That's what it is. The it's Atlantic Sun. Still. We were asking about the A10. Close enough. Why are we even talking about the A10? I don't know. Because oh, because we're talking about the upset here from Davidson yeah. losing to VCU. But why do we care? Why do we care? It's an upset in college hoops. Um, is it though? Yeah, Davidson is ranked, but yeah. VCU is pretty good. Ranked, yeah. usually still ranked. That's true. Something no big West games Virginia tonight, though. I guess. I guess you, you got go. Gonzaga number two uh, hosting Loyola Marymount. I that hate that they're not in a relevant conference. The West Coast Conference, non-relevant conference. Uh, I got the well, Battle of California they don't have football. Battle of California tonight, number seven UCLA against Cal. Uh, six Purdue Gonzaga. Yeah. So they like they could go to the Pac-12 as like a basketball only member, but I don't know if the Pac-12 would want that. Yeah, they'd be smart. All right, making money, maybe. All right, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back, we'll talk about the uh, abysmal January the Caps have had as they lose another one last night and we're so close to the end. So hopefully that's almost over. That's next after the sports mix. We're back in, or after the commercials, we're back in two minutes. 
I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. W.B. Madison Berkeley Medical Center recently became the first hospital in West Virginia to acquire advanced seizure monitoring. This high-tech system is being used at the intensive care unit at Berkeley Medical Center to monitor brain activity of critically ill or injured patients at high risk of experiencing non-convulsive seizures. With the Rapid Response EEG, Berkeley Medical Center clinicians have access to the most advanced diagnostic information, allowing them to make informed treatment decisions quickly. W.B.U. Medicine, leading healthcare here and everywhere. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay, or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. It's time to roll out the carpet and bring on the Mountaineers. It's time to fire up one of the most electric atmospheres in the country. One on two, takes it to the bucket, layup shot, good, and a foul. Gets the bridges with the shot clock expiring. He hit it for three. It's time for West Virginia basketball. Takes the ball toward the basket, pulls up for a jumper in the wind. It is no foul. West Virginia wins it. Be part of the action at the WVU Coliseum. Tickets are on sale now at WVUGame.com. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. I was waiting for uh, Colin McLaughlin there to start singing. He just mouthed it, though. Yeah. I didn't lose a bet like you guys. Who cares? You did it before without losing a bet. That, that is true. I, I mean, I'm jamming. Yeah. Well, welcome back He's to this edition song, of yeah. the Sports Mix. Topic that's a, what, now a day overdue? Big Poppy finally gets into the MLB Hall of Fame. First ballot, but yeah. No, I mean the topic. <laughs> Is a day overdue. Yeah. Or, you said he finally gets in. He's well, first ballot. I didn't mean finally. We're Talk. finally talking about it. How about there that? You go. We're finally talking about Big Poppy gets into the Hall of Fame. Uh, we had kind of talked about it when he was a finalist or could have been one of the guys in, but what are your guys' thoughts on it, on him getting in? First ballot. Well, I just. And nobody else getting in, and that. A few of these guys no longer have the eligibility to get in because they dropped it from well, t- 15 the, years the to 10 years. Yes, via vote, vote. They can still get in on the committee, uh, which a few other players did get in on the uh, Veterans Committee or whatever it's called. Um, but in terms of uh, Big Poppy being the only elected from the Writers Association, I think it's kind of weird to me. Uh, I, I find it interesting that Ortiz has had – PED rumors, but uh, he gets in, 
and it's just it's so inconsistent on how they vote these guys in because we know Ortiz has it, a few other players have had it or have been linked to PEDs and still get in, but then we know also because Bonds and a few others like McGuire, A-Rod, Clemens, they'll probably never get in, at least from the voters. So, or from the writers' committee, I should say. So, um, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about this. I think Barry Bonds should be in. I already said that the other day. Um, it's unfortunate. Big Poppy, great player. I'm fine with him getting in. I don't have a problem with Ortiz being in, but I have a problem more so with the inconsistency. Um, so that's, that's kind of my take on it. I mean, I, I think eventually, hopefully, Bonds gets in. Hopefully, uh, some of these other guys get in from another committee, but they won't get in writers-wise. And I think that's bad because these writers seem to be making – decisions more on their bias toward the person or, or what speculation was about them than what they achieved on the field. And while we're, while Bonds' statistics are enhanced from PEDs, PEDs don't make you hit the baseball, right? They just increase how well you hit the ball when it goes out of the park. So while his numbers are increased, like it doesn't make you have better focus or better swing or anything like that i mean barry bonds was a talented guy and he just used steroids to increase that production more so because everybody's talent which everyone was right so it really didn't change anything that much but it is what it is um hopefully they all get in eventually if it's not going to be and from I, the writers. I, I don't think they will, unfortunately, and it's completely asinine what these writers have been doing lately, bringing politics in and trying to create this fantasy baseball integrity of the game in their mindsets that, yes, it's America's pastime, whatever you want to call it, but these guys are Hall of Famers. They deserve to be there. As Nick mentioned, it's the museum that tells the story of baseball, and you cannot just intentionally choose to forget Mute a button. current era. Era, excuse me. So it's frustrating to see that writers get to decide this when all they are are baseball writers. They have no other credibility to the game. They have enough, I guess, to get the vote. But the way they're doing this to, it seems like intentionally almost blackball certain individuals to get into the Hall of Fame is absolutely pathetic. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, I'm fine with writers getting the vote. That's how most Hall of Fames work. Um, But you do kind of have to evaluate how these people, I think, are voting and are they voting for people based on a. I mean, you've had guys that have intentionally just not voted anybody yeah submitted a blank ballot yeah to make that a happens. statement in their mind so i think if you do something like that i i wouldn't be opposed i don't know how this all works but maybe that vote should be removed maybe somebody else should get that vote i mean i just think that it's a weird way of doing these committees but like i said i mean it is what it is i think hall of famer or not those players are still known by many people as legends of the game for some people they are what got them into baseball even though they cheated and did hurt the integrity of baseball but we gotta remember i mean baseball is a game that there's always been this talk of integrity 
but really they've been cheating in baseball since the beginning of time yeah, yeah. so i mean that's you had the spitball just... the steroid no, i mean there's always something in every sport that people are going to attempt to do to give them an advantage if you're not cheating you're not trying so these, is that the old adage? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know how accurate that is. But. All right, well, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back, we'll wrap things up, and actually talk about the Capitals. Just wanted to get that in before we forgot about it. Talking about Big Poppy in the Hall of Fame. But that's next. We'll be back to wrap things up in two minutes. Lakes, ain't got bars nor the charge to call her anyways. My mind's a mile a minute and my thoughts with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Burke Schultz, Harmon, and Jenkinson, where accident, injury, and disability lawyers with over 120 years combined local trial experience. When injury or illness has stopped you from working, you may be eligible for Social Security disability. Ron Harmon has been winning disability claims for over a quarter of a century. Don't hire some out-of-state firm. Ron Harmon's in Martinsburg. He will meet with you right here in our office. Get a local lawyer you can trust. Call 304-LAWYERS for a free consultation. 304-LAWYERS or 304-263-0900. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix. For your Thursday, January 27th, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Philly McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Puy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Avery Newport, our intern, running things on the TV 10 side. Heard from him a bit earlier talking about Shepard as he is from Shepard University and he works on the 
PSAC Digital Network calling games sometimes, so I wanted to give him a little bit. Since he was there, broadcasting the game had to give him the ability to talk about it since he knew better than us because we weren't there. I'm definitely still calling Yeah, that's a, a, a good way to put it, Spencer. Thanks. It's yeah. the PSAC Sports Digital Network, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely still calling it the PSAC. I mean, I Especially am now how it's, that I know how it sounds. That just makes it funnier. I still f- feel like you guys 100% knew in your line. I did not I, know. How did you not never thought get about the, it. I just never thought, never about, like, thought about it. You never thought about it? Never once? Really? No, because I was get, when, I, when I first started, I was getting it confused with the EPAC yeah. and the PSAC. Okay. And I was Too saying it. Uh, yes. Kind of that, yeah, so okay. I thought I of it like why. that. See, I thought of it right away. I don't know Same. about you guys, but I was like, whoa, I, I'm going to... I'm going to say the letters. <laughs> no, I, I thought of it and did it because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got about three and a half minutes left here in today's show. Uh, let's talk about the Capitals. January is almost say. over, so we may be – good things may – what? <laughs> whispered peace country. <laughs> the January is almost over, so hopefully this crappy month of January – uh, is almost over because the Caps have only won, I think, three games in the month of January. Things not looking good, but uh, four more days here in the month before we switch over to Jan- or to February. So hopefully things get better. But they lost last night again. They fell two or excuse me, four to one to the Sharks. It was two one uh, into the third period with a few minutes left, and then just empty net goal. Uh, just not good the last few minutes. I actually had walked away. I was doing laundry, and all of a sudden I come back and I see the final score is four to one, and I'm like, "What happened? It was two to one three or four minutes ago." I didn't watch. I was watching WVU. What, what's going on over it here? Be, I don't know. It could be that uh, maybe one of our headphones is louder than normal. That there usually causes a yeah. little bit of feedback. But, All right, well, we've got the... Uh, you know, the Capitals, yeah. they're a hockey team. Maybe they're not a very good hockey team. Like I mean, WVU's just maybe not a very good basketball team. They're still at 55 points standing-wise. It puts them in fourth in the Metro, but yet they're almost 20 points ahead of fifth, so they're Yeah, fine I know. That's what I was looking at that yesterday. That, if you compare it to, like, other conferences or divisions, whatever you want to call them, They'd be first in the Pacific and tied for third in the Atlantic, and they're Central. still making the playoffs. So, right? Yeah, they're, so, they're I mean, fine. Yeah, that's all that really matters. They're just three, six, and one in their last ten and games. Yeah. Also, in hockey, it's the easiest sport I feel like to upset in because it that and soccer are the easiest sports to upset in. In my opinion, soccer. still over twenty wins, twenty three, twelve, and nine. Yeah, because you can get a wild goal at like any time. Yeah. They still have a plus 18 differential. 140 goals for, 122 goals against. Uh, They've just now lost two in a row. And uh, I think they're, what, two and nine in the overtime period. So, So, I don't know. They'll they'll be okay. As I've been saying this month, just hopefully needs to get over with and they figure out whatever is going wrong when it comes to losing games. Back in action on... Tomorrow night at 9 p.m. We won't have that. Well, actually, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. We will. I'll throw on the broadcast after the game since we no longer have another broadcast that was supposed to go on tomorrow night. There you go. Executive decision. Executive decision being made here as we're getting ready to end the show. Uh, But they only have one more game. Tomorrow's game. That's the last one in the month of January. But then it's a hard task here on the first day. Can they win it, though? Do you know? Yeah. I don't know. Stars are a good team. Uh, but then they open February with a very hard team, their bitter rival, 
They're going to be in Pittsburgh for a 7 p.m. start on Tuesday. That'll be a hard one. Uh, and Pittsburgh's then they'll be, won what, like 17 and 19 or something. Yeah, they've uh, they've won six straight. But that does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. For Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, I'm Spencer Bree saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow just afternoon. Springs.